Welcome, everyone. This is not a test. This is me introducing the show. This is your boy, Dick. To my left, Andrew, we are 96 in, four down. We are on the road to 100. Is that right, Drew? We are. Uh, That was a great intro, Dick, by the way. First time ever. First time ever, yeah. And that's not April Fool's, by the way. We uh, That's our first time, first time ever here on the show. We got to we gotta be like WWE and have a lot of first times <laughs> for everything, bro. Oh, man. Uh, great intro, Dick. As he said, I'm your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez. And uh, what a show do we have to talk about today? We have a lot to talk about, actually. We got AW Revolution, which was amazing. Yes. Um, Dynamite, which is amazing. And then WWE did some stuff. You know, I feel like wrestling lately is like Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. You have the good and the shit. Yeah, speaking of which, um, god damn it, I, I couldn't think of a transition from I there. Thought, I thought you were saying you had to take a shit right now. <laughs> no, not not yet. Uh, that, that's that's brewing. It's a brewing. Um, but yeah, we, we have some stuff to talk about. Not a lot of news, I feel like, right? Not a whole lot, but I mean, you did have we do have the fallout from AEW Revolution, and then we have uh, another pay-per-view coming up. Wow. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I forgot about that. Yes. Uh, Before we get into any of that, though, you know we got to give it up to our sponsors. Let's give it up to LapelYad.com. If you're in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to LapelYad.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over and you get 20% off your entire order. They just dropped uh, a collaboration with the Wrestling Classic. I don't know if you follow them on Instagram. You know... I follow so many wrestling pages on Instagram that I'm losing track right now. Well, this is one of the OG wrestling uh, accounts. Uh, I guarantee you're following them. Um, They are teaming up to release a Macho Madness, Embrace the Madness t-shirt. It's beautiful. I've already put my order down for it. Uh, So definitely go check that out because it's on pre-order right now. Uh, So make sure you get that in. And also make sure you go check out our friends at Grudge Match Brand Apparel and Grudge Match Brand on Instagram. Turn on notifications because they too are going to be dropping some hot fire. Remember that Bret Hart show we talked about? It's coming, guys. Just go to their Instagram, turn on the notifications, and uh, you'll be in the loop on when that goes up for sale. Um, they did like a little pre pre launch at the last GCW shows. Uh, sub- I'm sorry, uh, Suburban Street Fight here in LA um, sold great. So definitely make sure you go and get on that. And also, if you want some Put Me Over merchandise, you know we got to plug ourselves. Go to PutMeOver.com for all of your Put Me Over podcast wants and needs for merchandise uh we got stickers we got hats we got hoodies we got t-shirts um go there use our promo code kofi forever and get 20 percent off your entire order that's kofi the number four and ever uh for 20 percent off there me and dick are both kind of sick right now no coronavirus are you, do you yes wait. we have to we have to let everyone know we do not have the coronavirus it's you don't just, have the rona i don't have the ronas okay um i uh i was scared that just sounds dirty bro i no, it's just the Rona, not Ronas. Oh, Ronas, Rona. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I went to, I went to urgent care on Thursday just because I haven't been feeling good all week. Yeah, got a sore throat, coffee, sneezy, headache. I had all the symptoms for the Rona. Luckily, um, I don't have it, um, but I did have a sore throat, and uh, they gave me some medicine. And t- uh, what is it? What did they give me? Cough medicine with codeine? Oh my god! You don't fuck with codeine, bro. That is. No, you, you don't fuck with codeine or or Cody Rhodes for that matter. There you go. Um, I uh, I I was out of it for like two whole days. I stopped taking it because it made me feel so like out of it. I couldn't I couldn't stay up for long longer than like thirty minutes. I go right back to sleep. Did you have any sprite with that? No sprite, no sizzle. But I get why Little Wayne does it. Oh, dude, I get why why he why he's into it because it it'll fuck you up, yes. dude. 
Yes, it will. When you went to Urgent Care the other day, how packed was it? Not packed at all. Really? I was in and out in 30 minutes. How surprising. Uh, because this coronavirus is just, it, it's really no joke. The other day, I, I, was, at, uh, I was at Costco uh, filling up the gas, and... I was like, you know what? Let me go inside and see how bad it is. So I went on Wednesday to uh, the nearby Costco. Went inside. There was no water bottles. Yeah. No toilet paper whatsoever. It was Those are the first two things that were going to be gone. Yeah, I went to Ralph's just to pick up some chicken. And uh, I went down the aisle and all the paper towels, all the water, toilet paper, it's all gone. Which is weird. People are freaking out about this thing. They are. I mean, hopefully, I mean, it it, 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 it does dissipate by within the past, within a couple of days. Uh, of course, you always want to be prepared, but it's kind of like you got to find a medium ground. Like you don't want to be too panic about about this. At the same time, you don't want to be too unprepared for it. Well, the the real people that are in danger are young children and old adults. Of course, just We're, like we'll just be like okay if we get it. Uh, but it is kind of just like the flu. It's um, I don't know. Is there a cure for it? Is that the problem? There, there's still researching as far as like if there is a um a treatment for it yet. Uh, but so far, I really haven't heard anything as far as just other than, you know, just get plenty of rest and uh, stay hydrated stay and just hydrated, stay inside, yeah. really. Yeah, and wash your hands. I don't know why this is, like, news to people. Like, uh, we should have been washing our hands, like, a long time ago. I don't know why everyone's like, oh, make sure you wash your hands. No yeah, shit. now all of a sudden, it's 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 now, like, everyone's washing their hands, which it concerns me because it seems like before people didn't really wash your hands. Yeah, nasties. Oh God! That's not a t- term of endearment, by the way. No, it is not. It's the nasties. Um, but with all this coronavirus, we—it's affecting the wrestling world too. So let's get into the news. Absolutely. Let's get into some dicks dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. You like that transition? I love that transition. Yeah. And uh, this is something like I don't think I mentioned this last week, but now that the coronavirus has really hit home, this is now more relevant than ever. Um, New Japan and Stardom, they I did mention a while back that Stardom has empty arena shows, and New Japan canceled uh, most of the shows up until March 15th, which includes a good portion of their um, New Japan Cup, which is one of the biggest cup, which is one of the biggest events of the year by New Japan. It starts all their storylines pretty much, right? It's it's kind of like a reset after Wrestle Kingdom as far as um, who's going to be challenging for the uh, IWGP Championship. Yeah, and we're coming up on July. Fi- um, I'm sorry, on uh, March 15th, and so far we haven't really heard anything as far as if anything's going to happen. Um, and this isn't, and it's not just, and it's not just with wrestling in Japan. Uh, other outdoor major events are also being canceled as well, and um, also in. Um, other parts of the world, you see sporting events and gatherings canceled. South by Southwest just South got canceled. South by Southwest got, just got canceled. Seattle Comic Con just got canceled. Yes. Um, I mean, we're even talking about, like, L.A. sporting events, like we're, the Galaxy's home openers this weekend. Um, you also have the XFL that's taking place. Apparently, someone with coronavirus was working in Seattle Um was working like at a concession. So that's kind of scary. Um, Absolutely, it is. Because it stays dormant for, like, two weeks is what I hear. It's got to incubate. Yes, like a little, like a little Corona baby. Um, Coronita. <laughs> there you go. That's my boy Dick there right there. Go. That's my boy Dickylicious right there. Um, yeah. So it's. I mean, it's scary. WrestleMania. Um, I'm told is not going to be affected. So they're saying. But you have people flying from all over the world yeah, for this thing. You so do. that's kind of scary. And uh, Stephanie McMahon was interviewed about that, and uh, she did say that. 
uh, that the safety of the performers and the fans is of the utmost concern, but uh, did mention that at the moment there is no immediate plans to cancel WrestleMania. That would be crazy if they canceled it. That would be crazy if they did cancel it. Um, it, You know, at this point, what do you do? Like, do you play it safe and be like, well, let's just... Let's just wait it out, see what happens, and run the chance. Or do you go like all the other promotions, all the other uh, events that are going on, and just hold off, cancel, postpone until we know more information about what's going on? It, it's. I it, think you keep it open. You keep it yeah. as is. Um, obviously, safety first. Um, until we have like a full blown pandemic, which I don't think we're at yet. It's it's it's. I don't know if it's getting contained. I really just try not to. The news scares the shit out of me so much. I try Absolutely. not to pay attention to it. Um, but from what I do, what I do know is that um, it's not. Uh, it's more of like a, an advanced kind of flu than it is like, you know, like uh, some kind of like SARS or or what was that other one? We survived so many of these already. Ebola, SARS, Ebola, bird flu, bird flu, uh, swine you flu. Um, you know, so we're AIDS. always everything's coming to scare us. Yeah, so. I mean, at this point, until like it reaches like critical mass, you keep it going because who knows by April, what's it's just just going to be flavor of the week where the news has to roll on to something else, right? And uh, of course, this all ties in as well to what's going to happen in uh, the summertime with with the Olympics in, in in Tokyo. Will 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 happen? You know, will the Olympics be canceled? You know, there's a lot of things that are going on um, that does have a domino effect. What what? We do now what we think about it's going to have it down the road. So let's see how this plays out. I mean, me personally, I don't think um, WrestleMania is going to be canceled anytime soon. Uh, Stephanie McMahon obviously said that as a PR move just to re- just to reassure uh, the audience that if something were to happen, they are thinking about it and they have plans to do that, um, which is fine. You know, that's something you, what you want to say. Keep people at ease. You want to keep people at ease. You don't want them to think like, oh, we have no plan whatsoever. <laughs> hey, you know what? If it, if it, It's like, oh, well, if it happens, it happens, you know, which is the worst thing you, you could say. Yeah. Um, I think hold off t- for the cancellations for things. I mean, I think canceling South by Southwest this far in advance is kind of a, a crazy move. It is. Um, just relax. Let's see what happens. If it gets more aggressive, then, yes, yeah, start canceling things. But until then... Um, it's Corona time. It is Corona Life's time. Life's a beach. Ooh, I like that one. I don't know. Uh, what else we got, Dick? You know, I do want to talk about. Uh, you want you want to talk about uh, Revolution real quick? Uh, do I ever? But before we do that, we got to announce that. Uh, and still, your pay per view champion of the Pull Me Over podcast of the universe, your boy, A three K Andrew Gomez, aka the Mez. You, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and we tied. This you did one. tie once again. I would have won straight out if I wouldn't have changed my vote because I knew I knew Cody was not going to win that match, but I changed it just to be different. Um, I'm not doing that ever again. That reverse psychology wasn't going to work, but you know what though? Overall, um, what's your opinion about the pay per view? Loved it. I'd, I'd give it like a good nine. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. It is. It was a great solid pay per view overall. I mean. We we did we did talk about this before we went on air. Um, you would rank it above uh, Takeover Portland. I would, yes. I think that's a. I mean that's a, that's. I mean, I don't know. I mean Takeover Portland for for what it was for the six matches that it had from beginning to end was very solid. Um, I don't think any of the six matches from Takeover did beat the tag match. No, but 
it was solid all the, all the way through. Uh, Cody MGF was awesome. Pack Co- versus yes. Orange Cassidy was like my number two match of the night. The crowd, I think the crowd had a lot to do with my ranking too. I think this crowd was on their feet, nonstop, marking out for everything. Um, um, the Nyla Rose Statlander match. Eh. That was the weakest match of the card. I, w- it also, I will say that it also followed the tag match. It was it, it was a hard spot to be no, in. You know what? No matter what match you put after that, that was going to be a difficult match. That was going to be something difficult to follow after that. Yeah. So th- they figured, well, you know what? Let's go and put the woman right after that. Even though they want to give them a chance, I'm sure they did. It was probably the best decision for them to do that. I think they could have put Dustin and and Jack Swagger out there. I think or so Jack too. Uh, that could have been in that spot. And I thought that was a weird way to open up the show was with those two. Yeah, I mean, not like not the most uh, driven storyline that they've built up out of all the storylines oh, they absolutely. have. Absolutely, there was a story there, but I don't think that they that it was like you know needed to open up a show kind of storyline. Um, I thought maybe even Sammy Guevara and. Uh, Darby Allen could have opened it up. I think looking because that match was awesome too. Yes, that match was awesome too. Uh, Darby Allen. I mean, if you're not convinced that Darby Allen is going to be a star in the future, and so is Sammy Guevara, both those guys are phenomenal. Yes, um, amazing. They are great. They are and they're young talents, and they can have a lot to learn. And they're rapidly getting better. All, all. The, I mean, what they all say about AEW, for as green as these guys are, they're improving at a rapid rate. Behind Cody and Orange Cassidy. I I'd even think Darby Allen is over more than Orange Cassidy, because when you hear his music hit, yeah. the crowd is already out of their seats. They are, um, but bright future for for him, uh, Sammy Guevara, and like you were saying earlier, dude, both under thirty. They are both under thirty. That's that's one thing AEW does have right now is that they have the they MJF another example. They Jungle have Boy. Jungle Boy. Um, they have Marco all these. Growth. They have. All <laughs> That's what MJF called them. Yeah. Oh man, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about that MJF promo later on, though. Um, you have all these guys that are under thirty, and they're in a position to be main event players. Uh, yeah, and they're not getting. They're not. They're not getting buried by guys that were popular thirty years ago either. No, they're not. Um, uh, that's one thing you won't see in AEW. So, um. Overall, though, a uh, great show from beginning to end. The, the tag match, let's just talk about the tag match because that seems like where everyone is talking about. Melcher gave it six stars. Dave Melcher did give it six stars in his latest uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter. Was there too many near falls? There you was know, a lot of offense, know, a lot of creative offense. There was a lot of creative offense. If you've seen, if you, if you've seen um, any combination of the elite tag team matches, uh, this is it right here, but I think out of all of the variations of the elite in a, a tag match, this is probably the probably the best one so far. I would put it higher than uh, the Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks. This was a PWG uh, level. This match. this was a New Japan level match as yeah. far as as far as main event goes. Um, Hangman Page is a star. This this match proved that Hangman is a star. He's ready. He can hang. He can hang, literally. This guy can literally hang. He can hung. Mm. Ooh. Um, yeah. Um, the, the, and then you still have a story coming out of the match. It's not like the match is over and we're moving on. Like, no, this, we're seeing the implosion of the elite, essentially. And this is a slow build. Oh, it's been burning for weeks already, yeah. and it's still burning. 
Um, I, I, I love this match. I love this whole pay-per-view. And, and, the, and after this match, I mean, you're left with more questions and answers, but in a good way. Yes. I, I honestly thought that the Bucks were going to win and that we were going to see uh, Hangman and Kenny implode. But now that they, they retain the belts... What's gonna happen? Like, are we? I mean, is this gonna keep keep going on and on? Or, I mean, is this gonna lead to double or nothing, or is this gonna lead to all out? I mean, do they? I mean, do they have enough in the tank to go all the way to all out? I I think yeah. I think that they they're gonna keep this going for a while. Um, one thing I will say: the Bucks were getting booed a lot. Yeah, they were. Um, and I think that just goes to show how over Hangman is. Not so much of the they get tired of the Bucks. It's just that's like you said. That hangman was just so popular. He was so over with the crowd. He drinks beer. Yeah, that's that's something people can get behind. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't. Um, he can be on his own if he wanted to. Um, and I like the end of the match where hangman looked like he was gonna go for the buckshot, but Kenny looked at him and then he was like, nah. So no, no, gotcha. Just planting a, a couple more seeds, which I I really I really thought was nice. A nice touch. Nice touch. As as far as tag team matches go, do you think this is probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest tag match you've ever seen? I've seen a lot of tag matches. I've seen a lot of tag matches as well. Um, as I said, as I said a few minutes ago, I think as far as um the elite goes, this is the best combination of, of an elite tag match I've seen. Perfect all the way through. Um, I didn't see any major botches, although that um that spiked avalanche reverse Frankensteiner off the top <laughs> rope by by Kenny though. Yeah. Holy. Shit! Yeah, they got me to stand up. I was just, I was on, I was nervous because I really thought that Matt was gonna get spiked. Was it Matt or Nick? I think it was Matt. It was Matt. I thought Matt was gonna get driven on his head, but oh my god! Yeah, um, well worth the fifty dollars uh, in my book. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I can really say about it. That's I mean, all I can really say about it too. I mean, and then we have a new world champion. That kind of took me by surprise. I thought I thought Jericho was doing a good job, and then but I didn't think about um, he's he's leaving to go with Fozzy. Uh, they're doing like a, a tour, um, and that's going to be around April that they're going to be leaving. Um, yeah, so uh, on on eight on Dynamite they kind of wrote him off, but here uh, Moxley the entrance alone already had me like hyped absolutely for this match. Um, just walking off the street into the arena looked look looked so badass. Um, and I, I thought they had a really good match, too. They did. Uh, had a phenomenal match, and um, I think this completes Moxley's rehabilitation. Um, any, any, Who's Dean Ambrose? In, yeah, exactly. Any remnants of Dean Ambrose is completely shedded away. Last week, I mentioned that I was not a big fan. I, would, I mean, the one, one thing about that was that I didn't like the idea of Moxley winning the championship because another WWE guy would... Be, that was my argument too. That was my argument as well. That put that put my fears aside because Maxi is completely rehabilitated. I don't consider him a WWE guy anymore. He is his own character. He's his own self. He is an AEW uh, wrestler. The way that he's been rehabbed, not only in AEW but what he's done outside of the company, especially in New Japan, is phenomenal. And that just goes to show you that there is life outside WWE. WWE yeah. is not the be all end all. He's completely shattered that stereotype and now he's undefeated in aw um he is the united states champion in new japan so he yes has johnny two belts essentially he has two belts how is this gonna affect uh him in new japan because 
I mean, he, he can't he can't be champion forever, obviously. No, he can't. Um, is he going to take the AEW belt with him to, to, to New Japan? I got questions. We got a lot of questions, and unfortunately, at the moment, we don't know what's going to happen because New Japan's on hold with the whole coronavirus. So we'll have to wait and see. But there is one thing I do want to happen. I want him to continue wrestling Minoru Suzuki. Oh, yeah, give me that again. I will take Minoru Suzuki, John Moxley, any day of the week. I, honestly, you know, we talk about, like, Batman and their Joker. I think that's a Batman Joker right there. Like, Moxley's natural rival is Minoru Suzuki. They have such a chemistry that I have not seen Moxley with at all. Yeah, he's... Mox, I, I, I just love how Moxley's just coming to his own. You know, he left WWE. He, he, he did that podcast that, you know, got, got a lot of people talking about him. And a lot of people were skeptical. They they thought, oh, he's just hype. I don't, I don't you know, I know John Mox. I know. And that was Talk is Jericho when he did that interview, right? Yeah, yeah. The That's Talk right. is Jericho podcast. Um, You know, a lot of people were just thinking, oh, he's just another WWE guy. You know, whatever. Vince didn't see something in him. So he's, he's essentially, you know, going to be this guy. Um, and he's gone and just shattered every glass ceiling that's he has. in front of him. And I'm really happy for him. Um, but that's our AEW Revolution review. Um, anything else that stuck out on that night? I, I loved the uh, the wristbands. Um, that, like, that, was a lit great, up. that was a great touch. You know what? I remember when we went to NXT War Games, they gave us wristbands that lit up, but not to that level. Not to that level. You're right. Um, I've never noticed them on NXT like I did on in, on this night of for a revolution and it looked awesome it played they like all synchronized with the music and the lighting that was going on in the stadium and it it like it just added more to the whole vibe i feel like absolutely it did oh um i thought there was just lasers on on the crowd was it like, was oh, that's weird it, and um, it wasn't it was their led it wristbands. was their led wristbands and uh they they did it right uh, compared to nxt compared to the takeover show we were at um back in 2018 i don't think they worked they didn't work at all they were just there for aesthetics yeah i don't, I don't uh, know what it did but for those that did go to to uh take over la remember the wristbands uh definitely let us know about it because uh, from what we remembered it didn't really do much if you guys have a different opinion or it did something and you remembered just let us know and like uh, i want to hear what your guys's inputs are yeah another thing i did like about um that uh that show Chris Jericho's entrance. He brought his inner circle choir. Oh yeah, that was that was that was epic. The hear to hear Judas, um, just the words. I don't know. It it gave a new spin. It made it even darker than I felt like it already was. Yes. Um, I I loved that entrance, um, and the crowd loves it too. I think it's I think it's a really the great crowd song. is just singing along to it. Who would have ever thought that you you would have your own band, and yet that would be your entrance to your own wrestling to your own to your own entrance to your own song you come down the ring and the fans are just chanting your entrance yeah it's just your song your song the words you wrote um and then cody actually got played out to downstate downstate too downstate um and i, I thought that was i love cody's song too um i i gave a lot of crap to aw in the beginning because i thought their songs all sucked uh but they're really they're they're, they're, they're all growing they're on me all they're all really good. on me yeah absolutely uh, Can Jim Johnson get a job at AEW? I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't worked with them yet or hasn't awesome. collaborated yet. Yeah. There is one thing, though, I've noticed, though, is the dreaded entrance with a band. It seems like whenever a wrestler has an entrance with a band, they don't win. Yeah, I heard Solomon make the same argument. He did argument make that too. argument, too, yeah. as well. And 
Uh, he's a 100% right because I'm trying to remember the last time someone had their entrance with a ban and one after that. I, I can't remember that. Yeah, I, I can't either. Um, I mean, going back to Shawn Michaels getting played at uh, WrestleMania 14 when the DX band played him and that that didn't do anything for him. You know what it was? Now that you mentioned the DX band, remember when uh, remember SummerSlam 98 with Triple H and The Rock? Yes. And Triple H had the DX band um, lead him down the ring? No, but yes, go on. Okay. That's the last time I remember a band leading the wrestler down the ring and the wrestler actually won the match. It's also Triple H in like. It's also Triple H <laughs> as well. But that was 20 years ago, though. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember anything from 1998 on. Um, if if you guys remember anything that during that time, you know, definitely let us know, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but overall, great pay-per-view. Um, let's get into the other stuff that happened. Uh, let's let's talk about Raw. Um, I wrote a lot of notes about this. Um, and they weren't always good notes. I mean, the notes you did were good. It's just as far as what we watched, though, it's not good. Um, I feel like WWE has found a balance. Um, you know, we usually say one show is really good and the other show is not good. Yeah, they finally found a balance where they both aren't good now. Um, Raw, I mean, started off strong enough with Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, uh, McIntyre comes out, gives them three claymores. The crowd is way behind Drew McIntyre at this point, and rightfully so. Um, I did catch the video of Brock yelling at Drew, pick up the belt, pick up the belt, and then like just helping Drew get that much more over, holding the belt above Brock. Um, and then after that, the show kind of... Oh, wait, after, I will say the Street Profits versus uh, the Monday Night Messiah, Monday Night Messiah, Monday Night Messiah, Monday Night Messiah, Monday Night Messiah. We're trying to hit our quota here, guys. Are we, are, do we hear our quote yet? No. no. We're not even close, dude. That's, okay, that's we, like we still a, got a ways a to fifth. go. That's like a, a tenth. Jesus. Um, the Monday Night Messiah and his buddy... Murphy, um, were uh, defending their tag t- tag titles. They just had a tag t- tag defense in Saudi Arabia, um, and this was billed as a now or never rematch. Uh, why? Because they've had one ch- shot at it, and if you don't win the first time, you can never challenge again. Even so. though you could probably get numerous rematches from back in the day, <laughs> that is completely out the window. Um, there was a cool spot in the beginning. Uh, Montez went for a dive, um, and he got caught, which normally you you get a dive, and then you take out the guys that go to commercial. But he actually gets gets caught by AOP, and they just chuck him into the barricade. I thought that was cool. Um, Kevin Owens actually runs in at the end while the ref is distracted by AOP, gives Seth a stunner, and uh, while, he's, while he's out, Montez gives him that beautiful frog splash. And we have new tag champions in uh, the Street Profits. So they went from hosting backstage and having maybe two matches, three matches on Raw to yeah. becoming tag champions. Does that make them a two-time? They're two-time champions, right? Uh, they were, No, they were. Well, yeah, they were NXT tag champions. They were NXT champions, but I could have sworn. Did they, did they also win the Raw Tag Team Championships a while back? No. Or is this their first time? This is their first time. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, the Viking Raiders were on that tear. Remember, remember that tear they were on? Undefeated. Couldn't lose they a match. They built them up so much. They built them up so much. Had them drop the belts to the Monday Night Messiah. Yes. And Buddy Murphy. And now the Street Profits beat them. And I feel like it was only a month ago they won the tag titles. Maybe two months? It was less than that. They haven't defended them, really. Because uh, Seth has been off doing other things, um, I don't. I don't get why they took the belts off them so fast in the first place. Um, but and considering that that stable has a, a, an established tag team already with AOP, 
that doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess the logic behind it was maybe to build up uh, Murphy. But they, I mean, did the tag titles really do anything for Murphy? I, I feel like they didn't. They didn't really do much for, for Murphy. I mean, um, looking looking at it, not really. Um, And I feel like maybe this angle was supposed to happen in Saudi Arabia. But with no Kevin Owens there, they couldn't do the uh, that's the, true the stunner thing. Um, after the match, they say that they're going to get a rematch at Elimination Chamber. Um, I thought rematches were done, but I don't know. Again, WWE, WWE logic, logic uh, and he's going to crucify Kevin Owens, whatever that means. Uh, moving on, is it like Undertaker crucif- <laughs> crucifixion or Jesus crucifixion? I, I can only hope it's going to be a Stephanie McMahon styled crucifixion. Um, Rick O'Shea versus Riddick Moss for the 24-7 championship. What the hell happened to Rick O'Shea? Yes, we need to talk about this. Oh, my God. He went from underdog against Brock Lesnar. Like He was the number one contender for the WWE championship just a week ago. Yes. Goes to Saudi Arabia, gets squashed in under two minutes, and then goes to Raw and loses to Riddick Moss, whoever the fuck that is. Um, what did he do to deserve this, dude? I have no idea, but it just goes to show you that it seems like whoever it, it is, whether it's Vince, whether it's Triple H, Paul Heyman, Kevin Dunn, someone is soured by Ricochet. And it's Vince. It's it's gotta be Vince at this point, because everything goes through Vince at the end of the day. Because Heyman was pushing Ricochet pretty right. good. And you should, because you have someone who is as talented as Ricochet in the ring is. I mean, second to Will Ospreay, I mean, you could even argue say Ricochet is the most high-flying wrestler of all time. He is, he, there's no one, him and Will Ospreay are on two different, are on He went th- from six-star matches yes. in New Japan to losing to Riddick Moss, who I don't, I know absolutely zero about, other than he looks like the kind of wrestler that Vince wants. You know what it is? He can't cut a promo. Uh, I think that's what it is. Yeah. He has everything he, but promo skills and it is it is sorely lacking and in WWE you need to have those promos I don't down. think so I, I there's there's a lot of people that are getting pushed that don't have those promo skills either but this is the, this is the problem that they have though this is why you need a manager more this is why you need a manager you don't, not everyone needs to talk let them excel at whatever they are they're good at I mean look at um look at Heyman Heyman does the talking for Brock now yeah not that Brock I mean when Brock came back, you know, his promos were wonky. They weren't like that before. But when you have someone like Paul Heyman who could speak for you, use that. Why don't you utilize your strengths? Ricochet, that's his weakest part of the game right there is promos. When he's on the mic, when he's being interviewed, you can tell he's nervous. Yeah. He, that's, he's not I can. I will say that for sure. He, he does look nervous. But Humberto Carrillo is also very bad on the mic. He is as well. Uh, and they're pushing him to the moon right now. He is. Um... The thing about with Creole though is that English is not his first language. That's true. Same with Garza. Garza Same is still Garza shaky as too. Well, but they are learning little by little. Ricochet though, it's just you could tell he's just not very confident, and he still has a lot to learn when it comes to promos. If you're gonna put him in that spot, you want him to be a, a top guy. But isn't that what the performance center is for? To get them ready to go to to Raw to cut promos? To get them ready. Then you called him up too early, right? That would By, be my logic. Ba- based on that logic, yes. But as far as everything else in the ring goes, he's it amazing. Could be offset. It, it, he's it, amazing. It could be offset. Again, if for that weakness, it could easily be it could easily be fixed with the manager, with someone who could speak for him. With him and Lucha Underground, who did most of the talking? 
who did his talking? Conan. Oh, uh, Conan, yeah. Conan did the talking. You, Conan. You have someone like Conan. You have someone who could speak for him on his behalf. Um, and I, I, and that's my theory right there, is that I think was that once Vince realized he can't cut a promo for the life of him, he was done. The only thing that I can think of that they're going in this direction is to break him down to build him back up again. That's the only thing I can see them trying to do right now. And they're, you know what, though? They're going to give up halfway. Of course. He's going to turn into Apollo Crews and Ch- Chad Gable. He's going to be just like those other guys running for the 24-7 title Cedric backstage. Alexander. Ced- Look at all the talent that we just said right now. And where are they? Nowhere to be found. Jobber fodder to Sheamus. They're just they're just there. I mean, they're just they're just backstage. How do you fuck up? Well, they've already fucked they've, up. Um, that was a rhetorical question. Now, I mean, we are we know now we know how they fucked up Ricochet, and it was so easy to not fuck him up, but they found a way. Congratulations, WWE. Uh, speaking of fucking up, um, Alistair Black, another person that they've mismanaged um, pretty bad. Um, he got jumped last week by the OC, and he challenges AJ this month, this week. Um, it was built up last week. They told us we're going to get AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. I'm fucking on board. Let's go. I want to see this match. Um, but they, they had a swerve us, bro. Uh, it, turned in, it, it turned into a gauntlet match um, where he needed to fight Carl uh, Anderson, and then um, he had to fight Luke Gallows, Luke Gallows to get to AJ. Um, I, this was really boring to me. I, I I hated I hated watching this. Not not only was this a boring match, but once again you have shown that the OC, uh, especially Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, are they're they're not they're not the best tag team in the world. Even though you keep telling that you keep telling us that they are, the way you treated them, they don't come off as a tag team. They come off as just a bunch of goons for AJ. Um. Carl Anderson gets beat pretty pretty easily by Aleister Black. Luke Gallows gets disqualified for being too aggressive. What I don't know what that's about. Again, um, and then AJ just picks a bone after after they were done uh, beating him down. Um, I do like the fact that AJ pinned the Undertaker, pinned Aleister Black Undertaker style. Uh, before the match started, uh, Mark Wahlberg cut a promo. <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg told uh aj styles to just walk away he's the undertaker just walk away um i don't think that was weird i don't think AJ's. i don't think mark Wahlberg watches wwe to no no he does it uh i mean I, but he got a cheap plug for his movie out of it. he did get a cheap plug out of, uh, out of it though i i understand why they have him in there but it was just so weird having him in there you know what else was weird with the Undertaker, I think there's this YouTube video that was released a couple of days ago. With oh, I forgot what the dude's name was. Uh, Doctor Disrespect. Doctor Disrespect. Thank you very much. I watched <laughs> it the other day. What the was, fuck did I just watch? That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. That was so weird. Like I maybe I don't I don't know what it I don't know other than a, a, a G Fuel commercial. I have no idea what it was. I had no idea what the storyline. You know what it reminded me of, and this might come off as a little offensive. But it looked like one of those 2000 Indian commercials where you have a celebrity, like a foreign celebrity or an American celebrity, in this case, The Undertaker, and he was way past his prime hawking a product. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, what it, that's what it reminded me of. You can, you can watch like Hulk Hogan commercials in, in Japan. Yeah, something uh, like that. Just hawking like random like... Like uh, an air conditioner. Yeah, exactly. Singing uh, Sunday, Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday. By the way, he did. Look that up on YouTube. I shit you not. That is an actual Hulk Hogan commercial. Yeah, it's great. 
He, uh, Undertaker looked so malnourished. He did not look ready for WrestleMania. I think they're just ruining the mystique of him. Um, that mystique has long been ruined, unfortunately. If it's, if it's not the shitty chokeslam he gave to AJ, which one chokeslam, really? That's all Anyways, it took. I know we talked about that, but one chokeslam from the Undertaker, one really bad-looking chokeslam. Yes. Um, and, you know, he, he's been showing up a lot more uh, where before he was kind of hidden. You know, you didn't really see the Undertaker. Uh, too much, um, but yeah, this this is just it was a weird video to watch. I, I, and it's just so depressing. Like I mean, I I I get why Taker is doing like these appearances here and there. Um, Make that money. He's making that money, you know. Um, and I can't really fault him for that. You know, he's getting up there in age. He wants to be able to provide for his family down the road. I understand that, but I think at the same time, though, it is also ruining his legacy. Yeah, uh, speaking of Ruin Legacies, Liv Morgan comes out uh, to have a match against Ruby Riot with Sarah Logan as the special referee. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I just I, have to talk about yes. the lack of reaction that this, this crowd had for these three girls. I felt I feel bad because they botched Liv Morgan's return so bad. They botched um, Ruby Riot's return. Yes, they did. And then Sarah Logan's been a jobber for weeks. She's just a like. Is she is she supposed to be like a feral? woman i have no idea anymore because I, I i i don't know what her what, what her character is or who she really is um maybe she maybe she she became feral after losing uh losing her friends i don't know i mean i don't understand but like you said though Liv morgan they built her up for months and then they like you said they botched her in they botched her debut again ruby riot same thing I, it just seems like they shouldn't have broken up the riot squad to begin with because now they're all on the same brand exactly and i mean if you were going to f- end up here with this feud, right, this should have been the feud from the get-go. Hold off Liv Morgan. Don't inter- don't put her in that stupid Bobby Lashley storyline. Yeah. And then you just bring them back, and then they turn on each other their first match back or something. Um, this this had zero heat to it. The crowd was booing. The crowd started their own chants. Um, I felt bad for those three out there. I, d- um, I did as well. And, you know, the crowd doesn't care, and it's not their fault. It's, it's you know, it comes from the top. Whoever booked them to be this shitty you know group um this is where it's at um so and i guess the story is going to keep going too so we'll see i don't know of course they're probably going to drop it because literally you could hear crickets when Liv morgan came out i this is why i have no investment to any of the storylines that are on raw and smackdown uh we we mentioned this many times they initially start off with the story and then for whatever reason they don't see it all the way through they either they either completely abandon it or they put it on pause and then they come back to it. And by the time they come back to it, I don't even care. Exactly. That's the problem is that they don't get me invested with it. And you can't tell me, oh, this is a long, this is a long, slow build. No, it's not a build at all. Just because you pause it for a long period of time is not a build. Speaking, you're, you're, you're preaching the choir because this, your thought right now just plays into what I want to talk about next. For months, we've been wondering what's in the stupid fucking cage that Rowan has been coming out with, right? Yes. We knew from the get-go they don't have an idea of what to do now. No, they don't. Um, no way Jose was dancing in the back like a fucking idiot. Um, and then he just asked Rowan, hey, what's in the cage? And he's like, you know, no one's ever asked me like that. I'll show you. And for months, for months, people would want to go looking in the cage and Rowan would chase him off. Yeah, because he did not want anyone to look in the cage. Now all of a sudden, all he was like, "Oh, all you had to do was ask, and I'll show you." And what was the payoff? A giant 
fake robotic spider that, that looked like it came me. from the 90s. You could hear the gears whirring that were working the legs. Like, like it, it was really bad. It was almost as bad as the fake spider from Gilligan's Island. I will say that. Oh, Jesus. That's that's a throwback. That's right a there. throwback right there. Um, really lame payoff. I, I don't know. The story was lame to begin with, so I'm glad that's over with. And now, is he going to keep coming out with that cage? Is he going to be the Spider-Man There's no now? point. Or Ooh. Mad Spider. Mad Spider. Not Spider-Man. We can get sued yeah. for that. Mad, Mad Spider. Spider. Um, other than that, I, I really don't know. Kari Sage, Shayna Baszler. I, you know, first time ever. First time ever, of course. On Raw, because they did wrestle in NXT. Oh, I do want to talk about Becky. Yeah, we got it. Yes, that's, this is what we were going to segue uh, into. Becky joined commentary for this match. Um, and if you didn't know who's going to win this Elimination Chamber match, it's going to be Shayna Baszler. That's our prediction. They're telling us. They're, 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 they're telling, basically us. telling us. Yeah. Um, it's not so much of a prediction. They pretty much are saying it. Uh, Becky comes out with uh, some sparkly Elton John sunglasses. She's been coming out with those like deal with it sunglasses. Yeah. Um, she comes out with these sparkly sunglasses and puts on the king crown, the king's crown. Um, she says she does everything better than everybody else. Um, and I just really miss that underdog Becky. I feel like this overconfident Becky is going to get on people's nerves. This is Rocky three, Rocky Balboa in the beginning of Rocky three, where he's been the champion for so long and he's and he's too comfortable and that comfort that comfortness is turning into cockiness i said this going into when she fought oscar i said the same same thing yes but it, it's still carrying over now it's now more it's now more relevant than ever and to me i could the, the way they're going with becky they got to be very careful because i can 100 percent see the crowd turn on her eventually I, it's already starting. It's, I, it's, I can it's see online. It's, it's a happening. lot of people are already talking shit about because Becky Lynch. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already starting to get over Becky. Um, the way that they, they're treating her. I mean, the deal with the sunglasses. I mean, Jesus, that's that's kind of a little outdated, don't you think? Uh, yeah, a little bit. That's WWE though. They they get on the trend. I, I, way I think too late. I think uh, Batista took advantage of that six years ago, and they have the belt on her for a year. I think it's now time for her to drop the belt. You could drop it to Shayna, have her chase it again if you want. Have her because ha, Becky underdog to me is money. Her That's where being it's at. champion for a year, it's get it's getting tired. It's getting tiresome. And you look at the title reigns that lasted for a year. Has there been a title reign that's lasted? I mean, aside from Hulk Hogan, of course, where the babyface initially wins and by the end of it is still a babyface. You look at um. I mean, to me, you look at CM Punk, you look at Diesel, you look at Randy Savage. To me, those three come to mind as far as winning the championship in the beginning. And then by the time their ranks ended, they weren't a babyface. They weren't as over as they initially were. Uh, yeah, you look you look at any any babyface that has the title for that long. Um, the crowd's going to get tired of it. Um, and I think in this, in this instance with Becky Lynch, um, she kind of is, she's coming off way too cocky for her own good. Yes. Um, and I get, maybe she's trying to, channel in her like uh conor mcgregor side you know like um you know very verbose and can talk uh, and back it up and i get that part of it but this part of it seems um like way too cocky for the what we've been told for a Becky baby Lynch face is. for a baby face especially um shana wins uh with the curfina clutch um and yeah, that's kind of all I want to say. I just I wanted to talk about this Becky Lynch thing because I feel like the crowd's going to turn on her very soon. It's not if, but when. 
Um, and then we could talk about the the Beth Phoenix. Uh, we I could talk about the Mexican tag match, but we've already spent too much time on Raw. Um, what did you think about this? You know, I thought this was a great angle to get Orton way more heat now. Uh, but you could tell like the crowd was actually they they kind of liked the part where uh they really wanted her they wanted they wanted they Orton were to RKO once Orton Beth came Phoenix. out. They were chaining RKO. Yeah, they wanted to see. They really wanted to see that. I don't know where the, where were they this year or this week. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I know they're in Winnipeg last week. It's uh yeah from Winnipeg, you idiot. But I know that we were supposed to get an update on Edge's medical condition. That never happened. What about Matt Hardy? No one cares about Matt Hardy. No one cares about Matt Hardy either. <laughs> I want to know what we, the medical condition. We don't know is what happened him. with Matt Hardy either. Uh, Beth did come out and pretty much called Orton a uh, a son of a bitch. She tried to kick Orton, but that didn't work. Well, first she slapped him. She slapped him. You're right. How can you slap? Right. And then he mouthed, you're a bitch, <laughs> which I was fucking awesome because the look on his face, he looked like a demented asshole. He did. He just said, you're a bitch. And then she went for a kick. Um, you can't kick Randy Orton without getting an RKO. No. And, and the Viper struck. I, I, thought, I thought it was great. And I thought Orton was on his A game. You know, when... You can tell when Randy wants to try, and right now he's trying. He's trying. He's, and when he's when he's playing that heel, when he's playing that heel, where it's very almost sociopathic. He has that sociopathic tendencies. That's where he's at his best. You know, people say like Orton, like he's too boring. It Randy Orton's the kind of guy like he's talented, but he if he doesn't sink his teeth into something, he's doing a half acid. Yes. And with this storyline, he really is trying to make it work. And we're seeing the what Randy Orton can really do. This is like the best of Randy Orton we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, and that was raw. Um, kind of a lot to talk about, I guess. Um, but not in the good way. Uh, Absolutely not. Something to talk about in the good way. AEW Dynamite um, coming off of a great pay-per-view of Revolution. Uh, Moxley comes out of the crowd with the belt. It looks great. The crowd loves Moxley. They're hot off the bat. Um, he cuts a passionate promo, and you, uh, that's the difference between WWE and AEW. We complain about a promo to cut to kick off the show, but this was a passionate promo. This was something that um, you could tell wasn't scripted. He was kind of just ta- rattling off things. Um, he he, wa- he wanted to convey the fact that the AEW championship uh, isn't just a prop. It's the belt to have. Yes, absolutely. He, he it means the world. He, it means the world to him. Um, and you know, a, he he talks about how AEW bought pro wrestling back, and he made sure to look directly in the camera and say professional wrestling. I love that. Um, Jericho comes out and he says, "Ah, you don't need a belt to be le champion." And the crowd starts yelling, uh, "Yes, you do. Yes, you do." And then Jericho tells them to shut their ass because I think that's his. That's his new catchphrase. Going to get over. Shut your ass. You you know the logic behind it, right? Like where uh, Gerald comes out, and his reason why he didn't win was because <laughs> he wasn't ready for John Moxley with two good eyes. He was training to fight Moxley with one good eye, which was hilarious. I loved it. I I I like that little detail that Jericho did. It made him even more of a chicken shit heel. But I was training just, for three months to fight a guy with one eye, not with two. Yeah, it was. It came. It came off as so great. I mean, Chris Jericho to me right now, I, I, I will say this. I am. He is at his best right now, and you know what? His hard work has been acknowledged. Um, 
Just earlier today, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they did release their Best of 2019 award. Yeah. Jericho is their wrestler of the year. Um, absolutely. Rightfully I, 1, so. Percent I, I, I think they got it right in the head right there. Because they, they could have got, I mean, uh, and this is, by the way, this is all fan base. This is not by Dave Milter himself. This is where the fans go in and they do their votes and they decide who uh, wins the award. I think they did it right with Jericho and Jericho deserved it. Absolutely. Um, there was a lot of uh, on that fan uh, uh, fucking uh, on on the, the uh, fan votes. Yes, oh, I cannot think right now. It's okay. It's all right. It 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 uh, actually is, and you know what? Um, let, let's talk about that real quick because I think that's really a great, quick because we're already way over. time. We are way over time, but I think this is a great segue though. Um, we mentioned Jericho was wrestler of the year, um, and that's rightfully so. One thing I did mention, I did notice was uh, the promos, the best on mic. Um, obviously, um. The one that did win for uh, best uh, best mic work was not surprisingly Jericho. I looked at the top ten; only three of them were WWE, and the highest one was Becky Lynch, and she was number seven. Yeah, that says a lot. That says a lot. That says a lot about what they do in AEW. Chris Jericho was number one. John Moxley, Cody, MJF, Nick Aldis, to me, were higher than the highest WWE uh, person on that list. That goes to show you that just when you have as little notes as possible, when you have the bullet points, and especially when you have when guys you have someone can, with the talent that can do it, that can do it, it works wonders. Whereas we see someone who it has to remember a script word for word. That's a lot to remember. Every week, you can easily botch one word, and it may not be right. And especially when you have someone like Vince McMahon who is very <laughs> meticulous when it comes to stuff like that. I wrote it this way for a reason. There's a reason why I did that. You mess up on one word, you're not going to hear the end of it. Talk about night and day when it comes to promos. Yeah. Um, and you can tell the looseness that AEW has and everybody's got cut, cuts a promo. They they trust their they trust their they trust their talent, you know, and if they mess up, then they'll go back to the drawing board. Opening match for Dynamite was the 8-man tag with SCU and a debuting Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana is signed to AEW. He is all elite, which makes me so happy. I think Cole Cabana has worked so hard to get to a major level. He has. And it's great to see him in AEW. Good for him. Uh, they were taking on the Dark Order. I love the the, the Chicago skyline finish into the Superman cover. Um, I Absolutely. I haven't seen anybody other than Cole Cabana do that kind of, kind of pin. And the Chicago skyline as well. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a very innovative move as well. Um, you would think like it's a. I mean, it, it seems like it's a dangerous move, and it can be like every other wrestling move. But the way he pulls it off, it's like, it's it's pretty comical but effective. Cole uh, is really good. He is. He I, I he actually is very underrated when it comes to in ring work because he's known as a comedy character. Yeah, you don't really get to see a lot of his technical side to it. Um, yeah. Uh, Evil Uno warns the exultant one is near. We're getting closer and closer, guys. Uh, Matt Hardy just released a video on YouTube, the free de the delete series, and that was the last episode, right? That was the last episode. Uh, came out on Wednesday, Tuesday, um, and it just talks about how uh, Zenith, right? Yes, uh, which is the vessel that he's been in, um, is dying, and he needs two. He needs these two guys to come and help him free. Free his essence from Zenith, so we can go into a, no, a new vessel. Um, the two guys that show up, Bucks of Youth. I knew you'd come. That was amazing. Yeah. So it, it's pretty much confirmed. 
Matt Hardy is going to be going to All Elite Wrestling, I think. Pretty much for the most part. Uh, is he going to be the exalted one? I kind of don't want him to now. That's a good question. You know, um, I, I, I think all everyone has been saying that it should be the exalted one. But we don't know yet. I mean, and um, we'll tell you who for sure it is, and it is a Christopher Daniels. That's been confirmed on Saturday. Yeah, uh, when he came out dressed as the Exalted One, um, which he, I mean, he came out as Vince when Vince McMahon came out as the the Exalted One in with the corporate ministry. Um, it was kind of an homage to that because it, he was supposed to be the original. Uh, it was me, Austin. There were so many variations to who was supposed to be the higher power. Um, yes, Christopher Daniels was one. And um, let's talk about this Cody promo because it does lead into another rumored uh, person who was supposed to be the higher power. Uh, Cody comes out. You know, he's, he was uh, pretty much bothered by him losing to MJF. Uh, cuts a good promo, except he, I didn't like the fact that he said that he wanted MJF to come out and say that, that he beat him fair and square, which he clearly didn't. Yeah. Um, MJF did have a little help. Hit the, hit the, hit the uh, music because we have a... Jake the Snake Roberts appearance, which holy fuck, I did not see that coming. And no one saw that coming. And I only that, loved it so much. Did you notice though that he did come out to a variation of his old music in WWE? It, it was a WCW version of his music. Was yes. it? Well, because we make fun of how WCW used to rip off songs, right? And make it sound like something else, but it was not. Um, it w- it had like the the synthesizer. Uh, it was very similar to what he came out to in the early nineties. Yeah. Um, and I just I I thought, holy shit, what's Shake the Snake doing out here? Um, and the crowd was really behind him, and he just comes out. He's like, I'm I'm not here for any of that. I'm here to let you know that I have a client. He said he told Cody to quit whining like a little bitch. Yeah, exactly. Go on. I I love this promo, and um. As he was ready to leave, he says, there's one thing I learned, and that is um, I don't respect anyone if I if, if that turned their back on them or something no, along no, that line. You're botching it, bro. I did botch that um, one. Well, first of all, he says, I'm not I'm, I'm not here for anything. I'm here to slay you. And yes. the darkness is going to dig its roots. He just sounded like a like a Zodiac serial killer, the way he was talking. Prime Jake Roberts. Um, and, you know, the way he talks, like, I... I think AW came up big by getting Jake to to do something with them. I'm sure he's probably been trying to get some work with WWE, and WWE probably is like, nah. But when you saw Jake the Snake cut this promo, oh, my God. If you can, go out of your way and watch this. Yes. Um, he could cut a better promo than 99% of – no, I'm going to say that. 100% of the current And just the wrestlers. way that his voice is raspy. Yes. It's, like, almost gone. Um, it makes it even, even more deep. Um, so he says, you know, a wise man – uh, told me there never, we go. never turn your back on someone you you respect or are afraid of, and he quickly turns around on Cody, throws the mic behind him, and walks out. Um, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, and who's gonna be his client? Yeah, he mentioned he has a client, and uh, again, the rumors uh, circulate as far as who it could be. Uh, it you know it seems like it might it might be Brody Lee because we've heard Brody Lee being um, signed to AEW. And he may make his debut soon. Another uh, rumor is with Lance Archer. In fact, Lance Archer was rumored to... Uh, not rumored. He was supposed to be on the show. They did advertise him to be on the show. Yeah. But was not on the show this week. I think it's going to be Lance Archer. It could be. I think it is. I think he's going to be a really... Uh, he's going to be a force in AEW. Just based on how big he is, I think I think he'd work great with Cody. 
Um, and if you have Jake, Jake the Snake as your mentor, he, I like that he said, "Go ahead, go ahead and bring your when my client appears, go ahead and bring your 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 coach, that one trick pony, Arn Anderson," which made me made me chuckle. it made me chuckle too. Um, but speaking of the higher power, Jake the Snake was also rumored to be the higher power back in 1999. Did you know that? I did not know that. They were thinking about going in that direction as well. And at the time, it made sense because it was at his expense that Steve Austin rose to where he became this superstar. Oh, okay. So in order to get revenge, Jake Roberts was going to have the corporation and the ministry merge, and he was going to be the figurehead behind it before they went to Vince. But also, he was on Black Tar Heroin at the time. So that too, as well. Maybe not a good time. <laughs> Which is another reason why uh, people have, like, that's probably the reason why WWE has a shaky relationship with Jake because his track record is not. Track marks? There you go. Do you say track marks? Track record. Oh, okay. Track record. My bad, my bad. He, he's had a history of stat being shady to promoters. Yeah, but you look at the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, I think it's still on Amazon if no one's seen it. Um, Which is a great watch, by the way. You know, you could tell that he's work. He's been working really hard to stay on the straight and narrow, and he's really cleaned up his act. And he's not the same Jake from twenty years ago. No, he isn't. Um, and he still has a lot to offer the w, the the wrestling world. So I'm glad he's he's healthy. DDP has worked wonders for him. Uh, worked wonders for Scott Hall. Uh, the list goes on and on for the people that he's helped uh, turn the life around. Um, what else happened on here? Oh, we have a new faction. Um. The Death Triangle. I don't know how to say it in Spanish. Uh, Something de la muerte. Triangles de la muerte. Yes. And, and I'm sure I butchered uh, triangle in Spanish. I don't know how to say triangle in Spanish. But um, it's Pac and the Lucha Bros, which, I mean, that could work into the theory of having a trio's tag championship. I think if they're good. That's I, another three-man I, group. I, 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 I did mention this last week is that if they are, there is rumored that AEW is going to have another championship. Cody says that it was going to be something that is not seen. Um, there hasn't been a major trios championship on a major promotion. Lucha Underground had it. Lucha um, Underground had it. I know it. AAA has a, a trios yes. tag championship. And I think Reinvonor had a trios championship for a while. I, I could be wrong. Uh, NWA back in the late back in the eighties had the World Six Man Championship. And that was a major championship for them at the time. I think it's perfect. I think it's time to have a trios championship. You have the talent for it. You have enough three man groups now. Absolutely. Um, and I want to say this: we're the ones that broke that. I haven't heard anyone talk about another trios championship in AEW. Um, I don't know if you have, but I definitely haven't heard. I that. haven't heard anything about it either. So you heard it here first, folks. And I mean, just based on the amount of talent they have, why not? Go ahead and do that. Um, Sean Spears looking for a tag partner. Uh, kind of this guy's lost a lot of steam, hasn't he? He has. Uh, I think, and I, and I think it was kind of the writing was on the wall once he was done with once hit that feud with Cody was done. Um, you know, Cody did put him over, but it just wasn't enough. It was just it, he was a one trick pony, unfortunately. Um, the perfect 10 gimmick. I think the fans still see him as the perfect 10 guy. I mean, he did the chairman thing. Um, I don't think Tully really did a lot for him, which I was which is a which for. is a shame. Um, I don't know what what he what else he needs to do, but um, hopefully he gets the tag partner and maybe that that'll help kick him, give him a little little start. I don't know who it's gonna I don't know who it's gonna be. There's there's a search. People are submitting videos and 
Simon Miller from What Culture has even submitted a video. Why not? Gentleman Jarvis. Um, if you've seen Gentleman Jarvis, he's amazing. He, he, I think he'd be great in AEW, too. Um, you want to talk about MJF promo. Um, I, I thought it was cool. I didn't see the Terry. I didn't get the Terry Funk reference, but go, I don't. You know better than I do. Okay, so um, MJF goes on about with this promo. Go out of your way to watch it. It, it was. Um, I, I can't describe it in words. Great MJF promo as always. Toward the end, though, um, he does mention that man, it's awfully hot in here. So he begins to take off his shirt, and on his shirt it says his I, jacket. His jacket. I'm sorry, his jacket. And it says and and he reveals a shirt that says I pin Cody. Uh, back in the day, about 30, 30 plus years ago, Terry had a shirt that said Dusty Sucks Eggs. Roddy Piper was also notorious for having shirts that uh, would belittle the wrestlers as well along those lines. So it was kind of a thing to the 80s as far as 80s heels go from uh, the mid-Atlantic days. Owen Hart had a shirt that said I Broke Steve Austin's Neck. Somewhat like that as yeah. well. That's 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 uh, that Which was, was a, a throwback to... Um, didn't someone break uh, someone's? Na- oh, fuck, I can't remember right now. It goes back to the to the eighties. Um, I think it was Brody Lee. He was, I forget. Bruiser Brody. Yeah, yeah, I was confusing the guys. Um, he, someone was someone broke someone's neck, and they they were wearing a shirt that said "I broke so and so's neck." Probably. Um, I'm trying to remember who that was, though. But it was. I thought it was a, a nice throwback. Uh, but I remember like the Dusty Sucks Egg shirt that Terry Funk wore. Uh, great throwback. Um, MJF. Uh, you know we've. I, I can't praise this guy uh, enough as far as him on the mic. I mean, this guy is one of the best on the mic right now. The the last line he said where he's like, this shirt, see, see how annoying this shirt is? It's about as annoying as someone with a neck tattoo. That's a mic drop. That was a mic drop, and yeah, that was that was perfect. Uh, what do you think of the main event, dude? I, you know, it's kind of a just, I've, I've, it's a lot of wrestling. It's, um, I watched it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, Darby Allen, you know, did you know it was really more to put Darby Allen in the spotlight to see what he can do. Yeah, it was Darby Allen and Moxley versus Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. Uh, but it didn't make sense because uh, when Moxley was entering, he got jumped by three masked assailants who ended up being uh, in the inner circle. It was uh, Santana, Ortiz, and um, who Hager. else would it be? Who else would it be? I mean, it was obvious, <laughs> but. Um, the way they played it off was like, who are these people? And it was revealed to be the inner circle. Why didn't Why didn't Darby Allen go help him? And I think that's what that's what a lot of people are asking. Like, why did he just stay there? It seemed like it seemed like he was just stuck there. He was kind of like stuck on stupid. Like, should I go over there and help him out? Well, he's but, like, I don't want to get my ass beat. Yeah, it it just didn't make sense. I thought that kind of made Darby Allen look look stupid right there. Um, but. You know, I, he's still learning. I'm, I'm giving benefit of the doubt on that one because I think he more than made up for it in this match. He I is, think he got a concussion. Um, I'm not surprised by that. He did a dive to the outside and mid and in midair on the suicide dive. Jericho connects with the Judas effects right in the fucking head, and uh, that leads to Sammy Guevara getting the win. And then after the match, they give uh, Moxley the old uh, shield power power bomb off the stage, and. Uh, that was AEW Dynamite, and that's one of the few times where the inner circle were on top to end Dynamite, which I like, which is good because it, they you should. can't have them be, uh, you know, Putty Patrol every single week. No, um, you gotta you gotta give them a little too. Um, and if anything, like Jericho losing the belt, it's giving them more steam. Yeah, let's talk about a or NXT now. Um, show opens with a cage match not one cage match but two cage matches they advertise two cage matches for this week's uh show and which i I feel like 
they were just like, oh, that they got AEW a good number. Well, let's do two cage matches on our show. I feel like now they're tra- trying to chase AEW. Because they're losing every week in the ratings. W- which, not surprisingly, once again, they are. Um, AEW had well over 900,000 viewers compared to NXT's, uh, I believe, 717,000. It was a pretty noticeable this gap. week. This week especially. Uh, AEW did increase in the ratings. NXT just, it, it seemed like it. They were number 20 in the uh, 18 to 35 demo. Let me pull it up in my notes real quick because, um, I mean, even though it's it's not a surprise, I just feel like this is uh, kind of a, a jarring comparison. Um, I I thought that the match was was solid. For, for a cage match, it was solid. Yes. Tegan Knox did do a high cross body off the top of the cage. And, uh, you know, I feel like every cage match, there has to be a spot off the top. And I, I'm not really liking it. I mean, obviously, it's great in the moment, but people are going to get hurt. It's not mandatory. You don't have to do it every match. And every Absolutely. match, you, they're, they're doing something off the top of the cage. Um, and I, didn't she wreck both of her uh, knees? She's already had, yeah, two knee surgeries. I know Dakota had two knee surgeries. Tegan had one. Um, and then uh, Raquel Gonzalez, I, they were trying to make her seem like a powerhouse. But I don't know. I just feel like she's just, I don't know. She's a. I don't know anything about her. I feel like she's a big girl. I mean, yeah, and, and 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 I mean like tall. She's she's tall, intimidating, compared to the rest of the women's roster in NXT. So she's kind of like uh, she's pretty much Dakota's heavy, like her Diesel. Yeah. In other words, I did like the finish of this. Something I haven't seen before. Uh, Tegan was trying to escape the cage, uh, climbing down, right? Climbing down from the top. Raquel Gonzalez. Um, which is a weird name for for her. I feel like I don't know. She was Raina Gonzalez at first, and then uh, when she got called up to NXT, she, uh, her name got changed from Raina to Raquel. Like you, it's not a name you can really chant. No, it's not. It just seems like some girl you went to high school with. Exactly. It sounds like a girl from Baldwin Park. Yeah, I know a Raquel Gonzalez. I feel like I'm sure I know uh, a Raquel Gonzalez as well. <laughs> my cousin's married to a Raquel, so that's Raquel Gomez. Close. There you um, go. But I did like the the way she escaped. She. Um, she pinned basically Tegan in between the door and the cage, so she couldn't go anywhere. And Dakota just kind of snuck out. I didn't like how they spent a lot of time on Tegan, um, just kind of looking like uh, she couldn't believe she just lost. Yeah. Um, and then they were just kind of posing on the ramp for way too long. It didn't seem real natural. Like people don't act like that. No, um, they don't. That was really my my one big thing about this match. Like. Ugh. You're just gonna stare at them. You're just gonna stare at each other now. Like I don't know. I feel like there was more blood in the for this feud than that. I don't think this is gonna be the end of it, though. I think they're gonna. No. Th- this feud's gonna keep going. We're gonna do a shark cage match. Next. I could see that happening um, uh, with Ra- Raquel above the ring. Ra- Raquel on a pole. <laughs> um, um, real, real quickly though, I want to go back to the number. Um, yeah. I did. I was pulling up my notes. Uh, this week, AEW did draw nine hundred six thousand viewers compared to NXT's seven hundred eighteen thousand. So that is um, uh, almost two hundred thousand more viewers that AEW did uh, pull this week, and I think a lot of it did have to do with the pay per view bump. Yeah, that that did help a lot. Um, Demo wise, the, the word is getting out about AEW. It is. It, it is. I, I think so far it is working. Uh, TNT. They seem to they seem to like what what they're seeing with AEW. They've extended a contract to them. Uh, it's just it's all it's it's a it's a marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. One thing we didn't mention: the blood and guts uh, edition of Dynamite that's coming up in that's two weeks. That's right. 
Uh, AKA their version of War Games. They can't have the name War Games. No, they can't. Um, apparently, it's going to be called the Match Beyond, and it's going to be the two rings with the cage around it, but with the top on it. Yes. So no, the, no high spots off the top. The the way that War Games WCW. was originally. Yes. Um, I'm excited for it. I like that they call it Blood and Guts because that's like a fuck you to Vince McMahon. Yes, because Vince did say in one of his calls to the investors that. Uh, he referenced AEW as that blood and guts company and didn't understand why TNT would have that company on their network. Yeah, so that's a big fuck you to Vince for that name. Rightfully so. I mean, uh, I, 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 I could see why they they ran with it. I want to see what they. I want to see who the participants are for this version of War Games. I I love War Games. I think I've always wanted War Games to come back to the traditional way. Uh, the WWE version, the NXT version, you know, for the most part has been great, but. I felt that doing their modern version, it just doesn't have the same feel as the old school version. I just love the old school version of working because it was so bloody. Yeah, well, especially because, you know, there's a top to it. There's no going anywhere. There there's isn't. no escaping the cage. You need to beat your the living shit out of your opponents to win that match. Um, and I, I, I think I'm all for it. I think it's going to be great. Um, Shotzi and Chelsea Green, I want to talk about this for a second. Yes. Um, I do like how annoying Robert Stone is. Um, how he's like the uh, annoying brand ambassador, and then Chelsea Green's like a like a pseudo influencer. Uh-huh. I do because no one likes those people, right? No, I don't like those people. Uh, but Chelsea Green is not a great wrestler. Uh, I thought her and Ch- her and Shotzi had a great two thirds of a match, and then it kind of just broke down at the end where they it kind of looked like they were waiting for each other to make a move. Uh, it got really sloppy, and her unprettier is ugly. It is the worst. Go back and watch uh, her give this to Shotzi. It's that's two weeks in a row. One she gave like an inverted one, which looked awful. Yeah. Um. And then this week she she gave gave another ugly one. You know, I was gonna say that she's uh she's green, but she's been around for a while. She is Chelsea Green. She is. She's been around for a while. Like she was in Lucha Underground. She was in uh, Impact. She's been on the Indies for a while. She's been on the Indies for a while, and um, I, I you know she's still young. She still has a lot to learn. Maybe. I feel like maybe Zach Ryder is rubbing off on her. That's her boyfriend. That could be. That's true. I think maybe that's what's happening. Yeah, that that <laughs> that's a joke. More than ways, more ways than one. Uh, but Chelsea Green wins this match. Um, with I do like that she calls the unprettier the I'm prettier. I like that. Um, because she's you know an influencer. Um, so she's gonna be the number one contender. She's gonna be in the number one contender ladder match at Takeover Tampa. Um, interesting. I don't know they were doing that. A woman's take a woman's ladder match. Woman's ladder match for the number one contendership. I don't know how that's going to play into the championship because Rhea's already booked in the main event at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, maybe that's going to be well. They, well, whoever wins that match, I mean, they're going to have to build for what's going to happen after Mania. Uh, I mean, if I if I had to make an early prediction, I think this this match just screams Bianca Belair. I think she's gonna be the breakout star for that match. But we'll see. Come down uh, the road to see who are the official participants. Um, what else happened on NXT? Um, there was another cage match. There was another. Ca- well, I wanted to talk about um, Undisputed Era meeting um, Logan and Birch. After the match, um, they challenged um, the loser weights. Um, to a uh, to a to a match, um, while they're about to cut a promo and accept the match, the grizzled young vets come come out and attack the bruiserweight broserweights from behind. So it looks like we're gonna get a triple threat match at Takeover. I'm okay with that. Uh, they did announce next week it's gonna be 
the Broserweights against Undisputed Era. I think Grizzled Young Vets are going to interfere in that match, and we're going to get uh takeover match between those three teams. I think that's going to be a great match. I think that's going to be a great match between those three, and you got to somehow keep uh, that rivalry fresh, so I'm all for it. Um, Swerve and Austin Theory had a great match. Um, definitely, those guys are going to be um, those guys are going to be great. Austin Theory in. has a look, and I could see why WWE wanted him to come to NXT. He kind of looks like a young Lars Sullivan. Look at his face. He does a the little gay bit. porn version of him. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I noticed that. Um, the art, but he has that look that Vince wants, though. Yeah, and he's young. He's a young dude too. He's twenty three. Very young. Um, Swerve in the match did do like the Pentagon arm breaker. And I don't know where the snap came from, but it sounded fucking gross. Oh, man. Uh, but Austin Theory gets the win in that match. Um, there was a weird video of buzzards and destruction and someone's coming soon. I don't know what it is, but um, it looks it looks like someone fucking scary is coming. You know what I've noticed? I uh, tried looking into it a little bit more. I couldn't find anything. I, I didn't really see it on my version of NXT because when I when I get a chance to watch it, I do watch the abbreviated version. I watch the one hour version on Hulu, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't get to see that part. I didn't see the Chelsea Green uh, match. Uh, pretty much that Good. one hour. You didn't, you didn't have to. Watch yeah, it. It, the the one hour version was dominated by the cage matches and um, the Gargano interview. Um, I'll say this though, like I miss NXT being one hours. When when it's good, it's good. But when it's not, it makes you appreciate how the one hour NXT shows were. There's something about NXT where I am. I don't need to watch right away. I don't know what it is, but I I feel like they're getting more and more rawified or WWEified, where they're not as special as I feel like NXT used to a year ago even. Yeah, um, uh, they do the same things where they do a dive to the outside and go to commercial. Um, they they have the same buzzwords. They they. I I don't know. It's just getting really grating to me. Uh, Morrow and Nigel are great, but I I still feel like they have to shoehorn in their their buzzwords and things like that, which I I just takes me out of it every it, single especially time. Especially as especially Morrow and his Morrowisms. I mean, though, I'll let those slides because that's at least unique to tomorrow. Um, actually, side note, Morrow and Nigel alone on commentary was great they didn't they don't need beth phoenix there they don't need a third person i don't know why they why WWE feels the need to and i guess to a greater extent why most wrestling shows need a third person because i don't think the third person does add anything to it you can make the argument and say well what about dynamite you know dynamite has three people too you don't need you don't need to have a third person on there i would say no you don't shivani and excalibur could do a great job they could they could carry the show but like we said before, JR for special special events would be great. Um, I don't know when three men became the, the norm either. It, I don't know when it was either, but uh, there were periods where they did. We did have three men commentary. I mean, look at back in the early '90s, we had uh, Jim Ross, Macho Man, and Bobby Heenan. Before that, we had uh, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, and Roddy Piper, Vince McMahon, JR, and the King. And then it just um, started really from. Uh, from really from 2005 on, maybe even later than that. Yeah, um, you had the body, the body Ventura as well. I don't know. Let's go back to the cage match. Uh, what did you think about this? I I thought it was I thought it was okay uh, between Roddy and the and Velveteen Dream. And I think that's the problem. It was just okay. It didn't really do anything two, for me. Two cage matches in one show. That's overkill. overkill. It, it's it's you don't it's, need that. It's overkill. And I don't I don't think these feuds warranted a cage. Maybe the Tegan one because it started in the cage, 
Um, I feel like this was just a way to to be like, hey, guys that watch NXT, remember they did a cage match? We're doing yeah. two this week. And I feel like that's what was really just shoehorned in there. And the two things I, the two things I took away from that, number one, the endings were both similar, in which the heel escaped the cage both times to win the match. Which, for this match, I'm not sure who the face and the heel is still. I I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't... At the end, I found out who I think they want the face to be. Um, but from the weeks before this show, did you, did you, did you, who did you think were the face and who did you think was the heel? I don't know. That, exactly. You don't go after a man's family. That's, 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 that's in the heel playbook. That's, that's heat. That's, that's heel heat right yeah. there. But I thought they both had the same ending as far as them escaping the cage. And yeah, the outside people come out. The outside people come out. Yeah. What I didn't like about this match was the logic behind it is, why would Velveteen Dream deserve a title shot against Adam Cole? He let Roddy Strong escape the cage. Therefore, he, Roddy Strong wins the match because in a WWE cage match, you can escape the cage and win the match. He literally pushed him out. He pushed him out. And he kept Adam Cole in the ring because that was his plan all along. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you know the stipulation is to win the match, you have to escape the cage. That doesn't warrant you, like, you losing a cage match doesn't warrant you getting a title shot. I don't know how they're going to explain that. I'll, I'll, I'll defend this. Um, I, 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 to me, it made sense because you had Velveteen Dream thinking, okay, well, I'm done with this fool. I want that, I want that championship now. So now that I have him in the cage with me, I'm locking the shit, and I'm going to beat him up, and I'm going to get my title shot. That's how I think Velveteen's, like, logic was. But if you're, but if you're William Regal, does that warrant a title shot? If you okay, so if since he's going after the champion, right? But by what, him by him attacking yeah. Adam Cole, that's firing the first shot. Adam Cole's gonna want a piece of him, right? Right. So put your belt on the line, you get a piece of me. That's what I would think. Given it's not it's not set in stone, but I think I think I don't think this was the plan all along. But I I'm I'm okay with them being where they're at. Let me let me let me uh, let me give this analogy, and I think I I, I uh, we, we talked about this before we went on. Uh, for the cage match last week between Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin, let's say Roman Reigns did let Corbin escape the cage and Corbin wins. And the next day, Roman Reigns goes on SmackDown and demands to challenge Goldberg. I know it's not exactly the same, but him losing in a cage match by letting the opponent escape, does that warrant a title shot? I know it's not the same thing, though, but... That goes to the whole the whole thing where why even have a Royal Rumble when Roman Reigns can just say I'm next. This is just WWE logic. It is WWE logic, and I think that's the problem is that why should you be? I mean, if why, that makes a cha- that devalues a championship right there by 1, doing 000%. that. One thousand percent. But I think in this instance, Dream was being smart in a way too smart kind of way, if that makes any sense. I get, I get what they're doing. It doesn't. Make I, I sense. get what they're doing too. It just, yeah, like you said, it, it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow logic as far as why he should get a championship. Which is why I like AW because there's a a ranking system. There's a system in place to let me know who is contending for the title. Because Dream has been gone for so long. Why it, does he need he, a title shot? He doesn't need a title shot for it. But we're done with Gargano and Cole. So this is who else can challenge? That's. You know what? That I mean, aside from Velveteen Dream, they really don't have anyone Keith else. Keith Lee's North could, American champion. He's he's busy with that belt, uh, and so is uh, all the others that are chasing. Dijakovic Keith Lee. is is busy. Uh, Damian Priest is busy. 
everyone else is busy. Yeah. I mean, you could break up the Undisputed Era and have one of them go against Adam Cole, but I, I mean, I think that's too soon. Not only is it too soon, but there's no build-up to it. There is no build. You, you can't, can't just do that. do that right away. And um, Dream's the only one. He is the only one at the moment. So let's see. Let's see what the game plan is going from now up until Takeover. Let's see how that turns out. Um, after that, we can talk about SmackDown, but really, awful show. <sighs> Not, this literally did nothing for me. The whole show. We had the NWO come out yes. minus Hogan for a moment of bliss. If I felt like they were just. Uh, waiting for a cue from someone that f- someone forgot it their line. Not, it did not look good. It uh, was not a good segment to open the show. And it all just all that just to lead to Braun coming out and clearing out uh, Sami Zayn, who interrupted NWO while they were talking. Um, well, sounds like a waste of time to me. It was. I mean, it was just. It was. I guess to get the rub on Braun. You know, the, the have the legends be out there and endorse Braun for his match on Sunday. Uh, by the way, this is the go home show to Elimination Chamber. Could have fooled me. I had no idea. I had no idea either because it didn't seem like. I mean, I'm sure they announced it numerous times, and they're trying to hype up the matches for that's going to happen on Sunday. But it just did not feel right. It just didn't feel. I mean, I, I guess maybe because I'm so burned out from WWE that we just had a pay per view a week ago, yeah, and then we were coming off the high that was Revolution, yeah, as well. So I, maybe that's why I don't really care because I'm just. I'm, it's like oh whatever. You know, WWE needs to just. Pick one. You're gonna do Saudi Arabia. Fine. Don't do another pay per view in 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 the in the same month. I agree. Just cut cut it out. Just add Saudi Arabia as your pay per view model for the year. The good news about this though is that after after Elimination Chamber, oh, there's no more pay per views up until next month. Yeah. So the road to WrestleMania is gonna be in full gear after Sunday. Uh yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I was Seamus. Beats Apollo like in under two minutes. Um, I don't know. We know we're up. I mean, Apollo. It's all Apollo Cruz and Chad Gable are for. They're just fodder to uh, to Sheamus. What's going to happen with Sheamus for WrestleMania? I mean, we don't even know what's going to happen. I I don't even think he knows. I don't know. Another little guy challenges him. Dan O'Brien, maybe. I I have no idea. But basically, you can skip SmackDown because it was not. Not a good show. Yeah, the second, I mean, the first hour was uh, not very good. I just feel like they're wasting my time. They for, kind of for did. a show that's in so many houses. You would think you'd want this to be the A show. The this show was supposed you go to watch. be the A show. Um, the second hour was dominated by a gauntlet match. Didn't yeah. we see a gauntlet match on Monday? Uh, we saw we saw one last Thursday with Undertaker winning that yes. gauntlet match. Was there one on Monday? Yeah, with. Uh, with Alistair Black. Oh, yeah. That was we, Alistair we just Black. talked about yeah. that a few minutes ago. So, yes, um, another gauntlet match. I mean, at least this gauntlet match did last longer, and it was better than on Monday. But I, I, f- I feel like WWE is really just leaning on. They're going to the well way too many times with these gimmicks. They're leaning on the gimmicks instead of the story, and that's the problem that yes, I have with absolutely. WWE, where AEW is doing a great job. I know where everyone is going. I know what story is what and who's feuding with who. You know, you you give me a match with uh, Fire and Desire, Fire and Desire against Dana Brooke and Carmella. Who the fuck? Why? Why do I care? It's just to put they haven't built Fire up and any, Desire over, but they haven't built up Dana at all, Carmella at all. No, um, Fire and Desire. I mean, I, I was only watching that so I can see what happens with Otis. That's the only thing that I care about. And poor thing, Otis. 
he lost his chance with with Mandy Rose because she thinks he stood her up. But he was too heartbroken because he saw Dolph Ziggler to the table. So he didn't stand her up. He went, but was heartbroken. I'm just curious to see where they're, what's going to happen between now and WrestleMania involving uh, those, those parties. It's got to be some kind of mixed tag. I, I think so, too. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see because, to me, this is the only storyline I care about on SmackDown. Yeah. Sony's up to something. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's uh, pretty clear. Do you think Do you think Tucker's up to to something? Like ah, yeah. uh, I don't want I, I don't want a Brosie for hoes kind of deal. Like I'm losing my friend to, to this girl. I can't let him like. I could see them doing that for the sake of swerving, but then we break up heavy machinery. You break up heavy machinery, and and, it, and what does Tucker have to do after that? Exactly. Ooh, I think there's too much to lose. Just to do a swerve for the sake of swerving, because I think there's more cons and pros by doing that. But if you do Otis versus Ziggler, where does that leave Tucker? It still leaves Tucker with <laughs> with a tag team partner because that's where Tucker Tucker knows that if him and Otis break up, there's nothing for him on the like there's nothing for him as a singles guy on the roster. Yeah, he needs this. He needs this more than ever. Uh, but going back to the gauntlet match, we did mention about heavy machinery. Uh, they were, lasted a good while in that gauntlet match. Uh, I will give them credit. They did. Uh, they were up there f- up until the bitter end, only to be defeated by uh, Miz and Morrison. And they're going to be the last uh, team to enter the chamber on Sunday. Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison. I mean, that's that's the heel move. I, I absolutely. Yeah. We'll get into our predictions right now. Uh, we got Elimination Chamber coming up to you live from Philadelphia, PA. Another pay per view. Fargo Center. Another pay per view. Um, with well, another gimmick in it. Oh <laughs> elimination, God. two elimination two chamber, chamber matches. matches. Uh, three on one handicap match, a no DQ match. There's everything in this show. And you know what? They were going to do a third chamber match. Thank God they did not do a third chamber match. But you know who looks stupid? Who? Sheamus. Why? Because Sheamus was going to go around talking about being in an oh, elimination chamber match. He did, yeah. And they weren't going to do that. Well, Lacey Evans said she was going to be in, in the Elimination Chamber match, too, and there's no, there's no Smackdown, Smackdown Elimination Chamber. So there could have been four Chamber <laughs> matches, in other words. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Oh, God. They're just fucking booking. And by the way, they did say that. Uh, you'd have to go back to um, a couple shows ago for them to say that. Um, but again, this is just WWE booking right here. Like They'll say one thing, and then they won't do it. Um, you want to get a piece of paper, Dickie Boy? Yes, so can let's do that. Down. It's going to be, uh, like I said, it's going to be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of the 2015 Rumble where Roman got booed out of the building. Remember that? I do remember that. All right. I'm trying to defend my title again this week. Whew. All right. Can I can I work my magic again? I don't know. I, Will the streak live on? Will the streak continue? I don't know. Um, We got seven matches to call here, so let's uh, let's start from the bottom. Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak in a singles match. Who do you got in this one, Dickie boy? Well, um, on SmackDown, they are promoting that Drew Gulak has Daniel Bryan's number. He's been studying uh, Daniel Bryan for the past several weeks, and he feels very confident that he can beat him. I think, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is going to continue. Now, is this going to be Daniel Bryan's opponent going into WrestleMania? What's Daniel Bryan's plans going to WrestleMania? And it seems like it's up in the air because no one really knows. I could see Gulak winning this match, not clean, 
but some fuck finish involved. Yeah. And this could lead this could go into WrestleMania as far as what they're gonna do at WrestleMania, maybe the battle royal. Hopefully not for Dan O'Brien's sake. I hope he has an actual opponent for WrestleMania. But I could see that happening. So I'm gonna go with Gulak on this one. All right. Um I could see I see your logic and it makes sense to me, but I can't see Daniel Bryan losing to Drew Gulak. Um I'm gonna go Daniel Bryan. I think it's gonna be a great submission grapple style match. Um and I'm afraid it, it might be on the pre show. That's a real I'm looking at the card and I don't see any other other than Andrade and Humberto Carrillo, which is sad because they're they're amazing. Um I don't I don't see how that could be on the main show. Now keep in mind, um this is something that they, they might really, add something. They they will they will more than likely add a match or two for this show to have a pre-show match. Um, WWE's been, I mean, they've been they've been doing that a lot lately, where they'll have a small card and then leading up to the day of the event, an hour see, before, an hour before we we see maybe one, two, three, or four. I, I forgot which pay per view it was though, where they had f- added four matches to the show and it was supposed to be like a short card but they ended up being like a really long card i think it was hell in a cell was it hell in a cell I feel like yeah there was only like I three matches so. announced i think it was hell in a cell which by the way was voted as the worst paper well not the worst pay-per-view of 2019 but one of the worst ones for obvious reasons up next andrade versus humberto carrillo for the united states championship um i'm gonna stick with my boy andrade on this one i think uh humberto really hasn't done much to wow anybody um and um I could see uh I could see Garza getting involved in this somehow uh keeping the belt on to screw his cousin out of the match. I, so I'm going on Friday on this one. I'm going to agree with you on that. I I don't they they've already done the title switch with Carrillo. Was he? Did he did he, he did become US champion. Did he? No. I always feel like he was. Uh, let me let me verify. He's had a title match. I he's, he hasn't been the champ. Let's let's find out. I'm 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 curious. Ziggler and Rude won the match. Uh, the handicap or the uh, gauntlet match on SmackDown. Yes, you said it was. Uh, I th- oh Ziggler and Rude. Won? It, I thought it was uh, Miz and Morrison. No. Oh, so it was Ziggler and Rude. Okay. Either way, the it was some heel team that won. I guess I could just goes to show you how little I cared about SmackDown this week. You know what? You're right. He he did not win the U.S. Championship. I could have sworn he did. I done told you. You did. You're right. No, you're right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Sunday would be his chance, but I don't know. I just don't think he's ready to be U.S. champion yet, or at least hold any type of gold. There's no benefit of him being championship right now. I don't think they've done enough to, to warrant that. So I'm gonna. I go, don't care enough about the guy. It. That's another thing, and uh, and as talented as he is. He's just he's just not doing it for me. So I'm going to go with uh, Andrade on this one, too. All right. After that, we have Aleister Black versus AJ Styles in a no DQ match. Whew, this one's tough. Who do you got, Dickie boy? What do you do in this situation? You know, do you does AJ go over because you want him to look strong for his I mean his eventual match with The Undertaker? Or do you want to keep Aleister Black strong, but you're going to make AJ look weak at the same time? I should be excited for this match, but... I don't know. Like I just, I, I, I think this will be a great match. Uh, AJ Styles is always, he's always ready to uh, go out there and perform. Alistair Black's great in the ring too, but I just don't really, and I'm not too invested into this match. I'm gonna have to go with AJ on this one because I think you want to keep him strong for WrestleMania. 
Uh, I'm going to agree. The no DQ stipulation really puts it over the top for me. Uh, I think there's going to be some fuckery in this, and Alicia Black is going to get screwed uh, because you got to keep AJ strong. After losing to a single choke slam, uh, he needs to be built back up a little bit um, so you to make him look strong against Undertaker. So I'm going AJ Styles. So you're going to say Alistair's going to get a case of uh, DBS? What's DBS? Dumb babyface syndrome? S- yeah, exactly. Something's going to happen. Uh, the OC is going to come out. Um, maybe like a, a roll-up pin or some some fuckery. Um, after that, we have the Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy in a tag team match for the Tag Team Champions of Raw. Um, I'm going to go Street Profits on this one. Um, I just think they just want them. Can't make them look too stupid. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this just kind of came out of nowhere, too. It, it, it did. Especially, I don't see any Kevin Owens on this card at all, either. So, uh, that's a shame. Which, because it should have been it should have been Joe and KO, right? That should have been the tag team. Right. But Joe got hurt, and then he got suspended. He got suspended. Wait, first he got hurt, and then he got hurt again, and then he got suspended. Um, bad luck, Joe. He's, yeah, he, and we don't know what he got suspended for to begin with. And WWE, they won't release that information. So uh, it could have been for any reason whatsoever. I don't know. I mean, they you're right. They just won the championships last week. It would be very stupid of them to take the belts right off of them and they have no momentum whatsoever. You're pretty much telling them that we have no faith in you as a, uh, as a tag team. I could see that them making them sympathetic baby faces that need to fight from behind to get the, the belts back. But why play this hot potato with the title? Yeah, that, that does that, that I don't, that, that just doesn't work. I don't, I don't understand that logic. They don't need to do that storyline all the time, by the way, they, they really don't. Um, I'm going to have to go with street profits. I'm going to, I think they're going to retain. There's no point in them. Almost no point in them losing it back over to, uh, Seth and Murphy. All right. And then after that, um, let's go. Uh, we'll go with the tag team elimination chamber match. Miz and Morrison versus the New Day versus the Usos versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Ziggler and Rude. Uh, is it your turn, Dick? Who do you got in on this one? Do you remember the last time we had a tag team elimination chamber match? No. Okay, that was back in I want to say 2015 or so. Oh, was that the first ever? I think that was the first ever elimination tag oh, team. Oh, I do remember that. It was really bad. It was really bad. And yeah. they thought that it was so bad that they decided to bring it back and try it again the second time. Um, you look at the talent in there, uh, Usos, New Day, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, Ziggler. I mean, all those guys are all good workers in one way or another. I think this would probably be a better match than it was back in 2015. I think that I know that's not much of a stretch to say. Having said that, though, I don't see why you would want to keep why why you want to take the belts off of Miz and Morrison. Uh, they just won it again. I don't unless they're building up to Miz versus Morrison at WrestleMania. Maybe they'll have a fallout. I think it's too soon for that. I think you want to keep them as a tag team for as long as you can and go from there. Ziggler and Rude don't need the belts. Neither do Heavy Machinery. I'm going to go with uh, Miz and Morrison on that one. Um, I'm going to agree with you because um, I I think Lucha House Party are there to do the high spots. Head Machinery, Otis is going to be locked up with his storyline with Mandy Rose. Usos don't need it. New Day don't need it. Um, Ziggler and Root are kind of thrown together tag team that I don't really 
care too much about. Uh, you're right. Miz and Morrison should retain. Um, I could see them breaking up in this match and maybe going another direction, but that's way too soon. I agree. I also think uh, Vince hates John Morrison secretly, so I could see them losing the belts right before Mania uh, just to keep Morrison out of the uh, WrestleMania match, but we'll see. What the hell did he, Morrison do to Vince? I don't know. You can't talk. They're probably. Um, so, yeah. After that, um, let's do... I'll. Let's do the other Elimination Chamber match just because, to be fair, so we each go first on an Elimination Chamber okay. match. Um, the women's, uh, for the Raw Women's Championship match, at, for the number one contendership, basically, we got Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Wright, and Sarah Logan. Um, I mean, this is the easiest one of the, of the night to call. It's Shayna Baszler. Uh, they've been building her. They jumped the gun. They've been building her and Becky this whole time. It'd be... Unless they want to swerve us and then turn it into a triple threat with Shayna somehow involved. Um, what if we get Ronda involved in this match? I'd like to see how they're going to get Ronda involved to to begin. Apparently, she's she's ready to come back. She's been ready to come back for a while now. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't use her for the Royal Rumble, but um, we'll see how that goes. Um, they've, they've already booked themselves in a corner by having Shayna attack Becky on Raw about a month ago. And for them to not have Shayna win the chamber match just to swerve is just completely asinine. Predictability isn't always a bad thing. You've already kind of spoiled it for everyone by having Shayna attack her and make everyone believe that Shayna is going to be challenging Becky for the title. So you might as well just go with it and go with Shayna. Yeah, they've, they've already trained us that they're feuding with each other. Um Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan kind of cancel each other out. Natalia is useless. She's not going to get anything uh, in this match. Oscar's the only one I could see um, being a viable contender for this. Um, it also leads me to the question is who's challenging Bailey for the SmackDown title? She is the odd woman out this year. Um, very interesting. So we'll we'll see. Because on SmackDown, um, they were they were talking about how like they really ha- like Bailey has no challengers for her championship. And that they were going to go out there and party all um, all weekend, basically. They're going to Applebee's, and that mom is getting some dollar margaritas. Yes, she is. She's going to get mom <laughs> trash. Um, she hasn't been out in two months. <laughs> um, so you going Shane on this one, too? Yeah, I'm going to have to go Shane on this one. All right, and then the last match. Braun Strowman versus Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. A three-on-one handicap match for the Universal Championship. Intercontinental. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Intercontinental. Braun wishes this was for the Universal yeah. Championship. Um, who do you got in this one, Dicky Boy? There's no way three people are going to be holding one championship belt. Uh, it wouldn't make much sense to have th- three people win it. I mean, it would devalue the IC Championship even more. Not that the IC Championship <laughs> is that much lower. valuable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Braun. I mean, Braun's going to retain. I... Uh, sadly, I agree with you. I think Braun's going to retain. Um, he's going to make these guys look like chumps more than they already are. Um, he's going to power slam all three of them at one time, and he's going to retain. There you go. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, what do you guys think? What? What? Where can we maybe? Uh, where did we mess up? You let us know, guys. Thank you so much for listening, downloading. You got anything else, Dick? No, pretty much. Uh, I think we covered it all. Dude. I think we covered it all. I mean, this this is a pretty pedestrian show coming up. Uh, this hopefully is it before we get to WrestleMania. It's going to be hopefully full gear, and I could finally be excited for WrestleMania this year. 
Episode 100 is rapidly approaching. Yes, we got to do something about uh, 100. So keep your ears out for that, guys. Maybe just a live stream, I think. I don't know, something. We'll think of something. Though. But thank you so much for listening, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We're available on all podcast platforms and social medias at Put Me Over Podcast. Thank you so much again, guys. Don't forget, we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting. And we will see you next week.